Welcome in everyone to the AL Recruiting Power 5 podcast and we are joined by a very special guest, Coach Cedric Douglas. He is a coach uh, at the University at Buffalo. He's a defensive line coach and the run game coordinator. Coach, we're so glad to have you on the podcast. Man, it's, it's great to be here. I appreciate it when you reached out. I said this would be you know, an awesome time to you know, share some stories and, and get to get to know you as well. Absolutely. And I see you're recruiting a lot in Alabama and recruiting some of the players that I follow. So that's kind of how I reached out to you. But one of the things that stands out to me on social media is your name. And I've got to ask is question number one, one of five questions is what is behind at the Samurai Coach? Everybody that's watching can see it. What's the story behind that? So it's a, it's kind of funny. It did really kind of come out of nowhere a little bit because a lot of stuff happened in COVID. And at the time I was coaching um, at the University of Massachusetts and uh, things were a little bit tighter up there during COVID. You really weren't allowed to do much. And so, you know, I was coaching my guys via Zoom, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And so obviously you got a lot more time on your hands because you can't, leave, you know, really get with you guys, can't leave the house. So one day I got into like, like audio books and I was just reading and, you know, and, um, you know, a little backstory before coaching, I had my, my, my degree in special education and history. So like, I've always liked things with that. And, uh, the next thing that happened was I was reading this book. We also do a book called, it was 50 cents, like the, the 50th power. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading this book and it was just talking about different things and it got my mind going. And then I read another book. It was like Rick Ross, who was like one of my favorite rappers, like had like a uh, like kind of just how he got going and got his name around and things of that nature. And but a part, part, literally, and it's funny, it's the recruiting thing is that's really what sparked it. It was like, how can I connect to more kids? Like, I'm really not. I mean, I've lived in the Northeast now for going on five years, but like my family's from Mississippi. My mother's from Mobile. Like, you know, that's. That's like my, like, I'm a Southern dude. So like my room, if you look at my room, very Southern driven, like, you know, one of my best players is an Alabama kid. Mm-hmm. And um, so like, for me, it was like, how do I reach guys and kind of build a connection? And it just kind of came to me. I was like, well, I was watching a movie surprised during COVID in the house, <laughs> one I've seen a million times. And it was The Last Samurai. This movie with Tom Cruise. And uh, like, I don't know, I, I watched that movie a bunch of times, but like, it was like one of my like things that I liked when I was studying history, like ancient civilization. So anyway, but I started watching and I started thinking like, I'm a freaking D-line coach. Like these things are our swords. And like, it's mm-hmm. perfection with these things that make us better than the next guy. Cause mm-hmm. at some point you get to the, when you, when you get to the NFL, I mean, things are relatively even. Like he's fast, I'm fast. He's strong, I'm strong. He's quick, I'm quick. The thing that keeps guys that don't just get to the league, but they stay for 10 years. Like you look at Fletcher Cox. He's been in the NFL dang near since I even knew what football was at mm-hmm. nose tackle, and is still killing it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but it's because he's one of the most technically sound dudes in the, in football. And so like, I kind of connected that with being a samurai. And so one of the things I always said was, and I had a, I, I got a whole deal. Like I got a creed and mm-hmm. it's like my, it's the nameless and faceless opponent. And mm. so it's like today my opponent is nameless and faceless. So therefore I must train every day so that when my sword meets his, that I'm the more prepared and I will lead the battlefield victorious. Uh, so I put it all together. Boom. During COVID, <laughs> I had way too much time on my hands. 
drew a logo myself, the whole thing. And it just became how I connected with recruits and it just stuck and it took off. And like, it's, you know, the principles of who we are as a unit, it became my room's culture, you know, mm -hmm. discipline, you know, these things and that, 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 that. So anyway, long story short, the samurai coach was born. <laughs> hey, I, I had to ask. I mean, it was just on there and I thought, well, I got this guy on. I got to talk to him about that. Yes, and so, sir. All right. The second question I got for you is what is your best recruiting story? I mean, you, you be in the, you're in the business for a while. There's gotta be yeah. a good one out there, man. Um, it's so funny. I've been, I've been, I've been all over the country in terms of, of recruiting. I give you a little bit like of, uh, a good story, but slash like one that I think kind of shows you a little bit what recruiting should be about. And so, like I said, when I was at UMass, it was during the COVID time. So, like, people were just figuring out what that means. And first of all, you're trying to figure out life. Is the world about to end or not? Like, you know what I mean? Is this it? And then it's like, what does that mean for football? And so I had previously coached defensive line for Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Mm -hmm. And so, like, ever since then, I've been a very big JUCO advocate and, like, all those kinds of things. And I recruit heavily in that way. And there was a young man who was at Hutch at the time, getting a year back, what are we going to do? And I offered him at UMass. And I knew he was like, honestly, he had like, I'm at UMass. He probably had maybe like 10, like power five offers and schools way bigger than us with a bigger market. But I always felt like, man, you got to tell me no. Like I'm a hard headed dude. You got to tell me, not just tell me no, you had to tell me no about like 50 times. <laughs> because just the way things are going and changing, it might be no today, but it might not be no tomorrow. Right. And I'm not just going to settle for a guy that I don't believe is right for the program and, or really what I'm about. So I offered this guy a human. So we go on through it. He Like, he's not even – I mean, it's not even remote interest. Like, he's a freaking monster. He's, he's – I mean, he's 6'2 and a half, 6'3, 305 pounds. He runs like a deer. He's strong as an ox. Like, he's an animal. Like, so I go – Okay, what's the harm? Well, I leave UMass and I get hired on at Buffalo. I offered him again. So, like, my whole funny story with him was like, bro, you know how serious I am with you. I've offered you twice at two different <laughs> schools. Like, it has nothing to do with the logo. I want to coach you. Mm. And that was one of my – because he was just a great kid. Like, I've never – I mean, they didn't have anywhere to work out. This dude is, like, doing hand drills on, like, garbage barrels. Like, just an absolute – just I was like, this is the kid I'm talking about. This is the kid you build a program around, and he's a nose tackle, and he's from Alabama, you know. Mm. So that's probably one of my favorite recruiting stories um, that I have. And there's, like you said, there's a bunch of them in ten years. I can promise right. you that. Right. Well, I mean, we only have a 20, 20 minute podcast. A little, you know, <laughs> can can be a little longer, but not that long. But yeah, right, right, right. Um, you know, and. Of course, we are a recruiting podcast, and I enjoy the entertainment side of it, but um, I do want players to to be able to tune in and learn from this. And so when you talk to players and players that may be listening, you know, what's your advice to players? There's a lot of things to go through right now in recruiting, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of new things and, and portal, NIL, um, no all of those things and even the we're still dealing with the fallout of the covid year right. so what's your advice to players especially those like in high school or maybe juco that are listening um 
you know, everybody kind of has mixed reviews, even myself sometimes just, you know, with the portal itself, NIL, and then like, you know, high school coaches feel slighted. And then honestly, junior coaches as well, junior college coaches as well, because the portal um, and, and, and really what I would say, like with all these things going on and things being so fluid, um, relationships are that much more important. And really just knowing like it, where if, if, if football didn't exist, would I want to go either be around these people or be at this school? Because like, in my opinion, um, that's the most important thing. You know, the guys are getting hung up on, you know, what can this school do for me and that for me and all that kind of stuff. And I think the most important thing, once you get to, okay, what I love this city, like Buffalo is a great town. Like if you took football out of it and I know people in the South think we are in Antarctica, you know, and I have that conversation with people all the time. Like that, that might be what you think, but like, if you came up here, you took a visit, like in one day you can look over the river and see a, a whole nother country. The eighth wonder of the world had the best Buffalo wings in the country. Right. And then, and among a bunch of other things and we're the best education you can get in our league, one of the best in the country. Those things should matter a little bit to you, I, I would I would say. But the other piece is this, is there was a quote, and I want to say it was Jim Nagy, and he was talking about the Reese's Senior Bowl, and he's like, there's a lot of dudes making decisions, oh, I need to be at this school, I need to be at that school to get seen. Mm -hmm. No, you need to go somewhere where you're going to play, and they're going to put you on film. And that gives me into my little thing on the NIL stuff. There's kids that make decisions to either leave a school or go to a school based on NIL. But where I came from and how I grew up, it was how can you get me to the NFL? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, I can take this NIL deal for XYZ, or I can really work hard, get myself great tape, and put myself in position to sign a multi-year, multi-million dollar deal. Yep. That's just the world I lived in. And so, like, to me, it's like, you know, do the people seem to be genuine and, like, like legitimately care about their players? Do the guys on the team seem to have a good relationship with them? Is the environment, you know, like football aside, something I'm 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 like really comfortable with? Is it conducive to me becoming a better player? Mm -hmm. And then the skill set of these coaches and the knowledge, am I gonna get to get on the field? Yep. You know what I mean? So I could go, you know, wherever because of this, but like, am I really gonna go to a place that the system is set up for me to succeed? That should really guide the decisions that you make. Yeah, and you're you're spot on. I did a podcast with Grant Heiser. He's an analyst for SMU. He put together the data of players that transferred out of group of five schools, transferring to power five schools, thinking mm -hmm. they were increasing their draft status. And in 2009, there were like 20-something that transferred. Only three of them got drafted. And then in 2022, there were like 61 that transferred but only four of them got drafted. I, I saw something very similar to this. Because yeah. obviously the school like Buffalo, I'm paying attention to that. Yeah. You know I mean, and it's a real thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. You've got to be on the field and you've got to have film to for the NFL to notice you. It's a real thing. You know, I tell the guys like, and they don't really probably remember, but you remember that like car, the commercial, the Car Fox? Yes. Yeah. And they were like, you know, show me the Carfax. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in the NFL, you're about to pay somebody how much money? Yeah, that's cool. He's really tall. He's really like, I want to see some tape. 
Yep. I want to see some production. Like you'll see guys like it's like, ah, well, he there's there's a reason why people are NAI, D3, D2, FCS, they get drafted too. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that it doesn't hurt you like playing on national television and playing against yeah. the best competition, but the one thing that all of them have, film. Well, well and play football. Yeah, and that's I mean, all coaches say that. College coaches do that too. There's tons of guys that'll test well at camp. They'll have a good summer. They're, you know, going into their senior year, but what do they want? They want the film from their senior mm-hmm. year. And so they're mm-hmm. still looking and evaluating all that. And so, yes, you know, moving out of the players, there's a family involved. There's parents, there's guardians, there's grandparents. And mm-hmm. what's your advice to them through this process? Because a lot of families only go through this one time. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you got to be careful. Um, that when you're when you're on these visits, you're around these people, you're around these young men, these are gonna be the guys that are touching your kids' lives all day, every day. And I think you kind of gotta approach it from when I drop these this kid off, this is the one the one I got. I might have multiple ones, but when I drop this one off, do I feel comfortable with the guys that 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 I left him with, regardless of what the school and that and like the people, do I feel comfortable with the people? Like that's one thing you know, I felt really good about since I've been here. Like, we got really good people that take care of guys and have changed kids' lives. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's the most important thing. That's number one. Number two is, like, don't get caught up in the what's next thing. No, like, I'm making a decision to go to this school for what they have. You know, like I said, like, if I if I say I care about education, well, I should, I should be hearing some of the statistics on what kind of education they have compared to those – that are offering my son you know what i mean if i care about this or that like don't get caught up in how good the steak was you know what i mean like like what was the substance of the visit does it look like the guys that are going to be in touch with my my child have uh real competency in what they do like for example like i'll tell you right now like my head, head coach is maurice language coach mo okay all these people want to talk about going to the league and all these coaches talk about the league okay my head coach actually coached in it. Mm, wow. so it's hard for me to like go to somebody and they're telling me about it, but he wasn't in the room with, with Jerry Jones. Like my, my head coach was a position coach for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like you can't coach if that didn't happen. I'm just saying like <laughs> when you want to talk about a pro process, like it's either one or two things. Either you got a bunch of guys that have been in the league mm-hmm. right, or you got somebody who's actually coached and seen it from that lens to really mm-hmm. tell you what it takes on a day in and night day out basis to get you prepared to go do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that experience matters. I mean, that's does man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, coach, one of the things again, that stood out to me, I, I have a lot of coaches that follow and I see, you know, guys that are offered and they tag coaches. And so I always look at profiles, but, but I love what you have on theirs is there's no greater power than the power of belief and you're Christ mm-hmm. follower. I mean, it's in your, your bio. Yes, sir. So how does that affect the way you live your life? How does it affect the way you coach? I mean, we were you were even texting me tonight about your family and being a family man. And so, you know, you had <laughs> you had some dad duties before we could get no there. Doubt. So how how does it affect you? Well, I'll be I'll be one thousand percent uh transparent with you. Like my like without getting my entire life story, like my life has legitimately been God driven. I mean, I don't care to I, I if that offends somebody, I'm sorry, but like that's the way I was raised. And like 
I will never forget this. There was, I didn't intend to go be a college coach. Literally not was what I was thinking I was doing with my life. Um, I had just got done with school. I just got done playing at Northern Michigan University. And in my mind, I was about to go to the league and play for a bajillion years. And it didn't pan out. And I was playing arena football um, in Florida. And one of my buddies said, hey, there's a school down here in South Florida just starting up. It's called Ave Maria University, which is actually a Catholic school. Um, and I'm like, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't really, first of all, let alone coaching college football, I, I never really thought about that. What, what would I even be coaching? Running backs. Mm-hmm. So I'm a D-line coach now. I'm mm-hmm. like, I had just got done playing defensive line, like outside linebacker. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you know. He was like, I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, I just think you'd, you'd kill it, man. And, and, and so I like, I literally, I asked my mother what she thought. I prayed over it and I, and I was like, you know, why not? Like, I mean, I don't have to do anything right now. I mean, I don't have any children. I'm not married. Like this would be cool. Maybe this is something. And then literally the first year we won the league, like I had a thousand yard rusher. We had 40 points a game. Like we went crazy the first year. I said, that was pretty cool. And uh, I became the recruiting coordinator there. And I'm in South Florida, so it's players everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, you know, my next prayer was if this is not what I'm supposed to do, it was like the the fleece. Like if you ever heard that in the Bible, Gideon, like mm-hmm. Bob, if make the make the make the fleece dry in the water around and the ground around it wet. Then I know you're a guy. OK, right. now, since you did that, let's flip it and like make the fleece wet in the ground dry. And God was like, you know, stop playing with me, said, like, you want to coach or not? I said, well, all I'm saying is if I'm not supposed to coach, there'll be something that tells me I need to stop. Yeah. And, like, literally it never happened. It might got hard. I might have been in some, like, I might have sacrificed the money. I might have sacrificed what I, you know, this or that. But I met my wife in coaching. I would not have been, I would have not met my wife if I had not been here. Um, Taking that first job. That's actually where I met her. Um, And so, it just to me, everything about it has just been listening to his voice and and just praying that God keep good people around me and keep good counsel around me. And like that's also helped me just in recruiting. You just feel in your spirit when you're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing something or not doing something. And it's everything to me. Like I'm, you know, it's just I feel like I wouldn't be sitting here in front of you right now. Um, if it weren't for the power of belief and belief in myself and belief that no matter what I went and set out to do that it might not have ended in just glitz and glamour, but God, it would have had me right where I was supposed to be. So uh, it's everything for me and it'll continue to be, you know? And I think everybody listening, did you hear what he said before decisions were made before he went down a path, he prayed about it. And man, that, that is the example of all the stuff that we've talked about with recruiting and advice and the fun we've had with it. Uh, If you are looking for advice, my advice is to have a relationship with the Lord and spend time in prayer about the decisions you're trying to make for the rest of your life. He'll, he'll guide you through all of that. No doubt. It's a small, still voice. It ain't a roar, but you always know you, you just feel it. You just do. Well, well, coach, man, that was, that was fun. I appreciate you, man. And I appreciate you standing up for players um, and just being an example uh, of Christ to your players and to the recruits that are going to be listening and families that are going to be listening. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. No problem. It was great. I appreciate you. I I, I, I couldn't believe 
and this is another one of those God things. I said, he hit me up. I got to find a way to make this work. There's something about this that is probably important somehow. I mean, maybe not right now, but somehow it's important. Well, I I don't think, and one of the reasons, I'll, I'll give you this story. My wife really challenged me to leverage this account and AL recruiting for the gospel um, because we're in ministry. And she said, you've been doing this and been doing this on the side for years. Why don't you do something for the gospel with it? That's and awesome. so, and I was like, all right, that's what I'm mm-hmm. going to do. And, and every step of the way, and I'm going to be really transparent. I've never been able to get enough traction to have guys like you and all these college coaches that are reaching back out to me that are willing to jump on a podcast until I gave it over to the Lord. And when mm-hmm. I did, it was just like, it was mm-hmm. like the Lord just said, all right, here you go, David. Right. And yeah. and all these guys started. That's how I started. I'm, I'm giving you. You're my second interview of the day. It's crazy. So <laughs> it's just the way God has just done it. And so, yeah. um, but man, I, I appreciate it. you. Yeah, it, this was great. I appreciate you. And if there's any way we can help you, uh, we will. And we wish you nothing but the best. We'll be praying for you. And hopefully the University at Buffalo has a great, great season this fall. Much appreciated, brother. And if you ever need anything, you already know. Reach out. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Like, subscribe. We appreciate you doing that because that helps us have more interviews, help more players. Um, Have a great one. God bless everyone.